Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. Hello, welcome. My name is Chris Pullman. And I'm Gloria Ackerman. And if you hear uh, a crying child in the background, that is Ryan trying to uh, work on potty training and not enjoying her time in the bathroom. <laughs> so we apologize for that in advance. This week we'll be talking about Season 8, Episode 19, Morale Victory, and Season 8, Episode 20, Lend a Hand. Morale Victory is a very good movie. Starts out with a or good show. Um, Starts out with them watching a movie, a picture that they have seen 12 times. And uh, Hawkeye actually calls it Nightmare with Popcorn. <laughs> They're sick of the movie, and BJ and Hawkeye kind of rally. Potter loves this movie. In fact, it was his wife and his favorite movie. So he would watch it over and over again. It reminds him of his wife, where mm -hmm. everyone else is sick of the movie. Yeah. Potter's sick of... BJ and Hawkeye constantly riling everyone up and put them in charge of being morale officers. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to go well. Yeah, that's going to go well. <laughs> so that's plot A. Plot B, I would say, is um, Winchester. This is one of my favorite parts. And it's it's when I think of MASH, this is one of the, the yeah. parts I think of because mm -hmm. it really touches me in a way that I just love this part where Winchester mm -hmm. does surgery and he he does such a phenomenal job. He saved this guy's legs, but he did make his hand while it's still there and looks perfectly normal. There's three fingers that are unable to be used. Well, well slightly diminished, slightly use. diminished use. But yeah. this gentleman ends up being a concert pianist. So I don't the, care about my leg. Yeah, I, he could care less about his legs. Oh he wanted his penis. hands. And this touches life. a nerve in Winchester. Yeah. Because, and it would touch a nerve in me also. Because there's some of us who have this longing, a true longing, I would say, to play an instrument. But we don't have that gift. There's mm. truly some people that can play instruments and some people that are meant not to. Well, I'm a not to. <laughs> Apparently Winchester is a not to. We love to listen to it. We appreciate music in a way like no yeah. other. Just I think because we know it is truly a gift. David, I have hands. I can make a scalpel sing. You, even if you never play again, you've played Chopin, Brahms. You and the piano will always be as one. I can play the notes, yep. David, but I can't make music. And that In was your head and heart and soul. That's where the music is, and that's Charles' message to uh, Private David. David Sheridan: is he is a concert pianist. And that's in him. Like, mm -hmm. he's able to do that. There's people that are able to do that and people who aren't and dream of it. I, mm -hmm. So, I understand Charles. And this, and he goes way above and beyond by getting mm -hmm. some left-handed 
music for him and then we got to hear him play even for just a short time well, you can see that this is in him the piano concerto for the left hand in d major by maurice ravel r-a-v-e-l maurice ravel so it's it's a real piece apparently a real piece exactly as winchester recounted it um and he tries to help david understand you know exactly what we uh, what we quoted. It's you have the talent. You never lose the talent. Even if you lose some fingers, you don't lose the, the talent. talent. I really think it has to do with your ears, your, your I, hearing. I don't know. And I don't know heart. because because I don't. I sometimes think I sound wonderful <laughs> and clearly do not by the looks of other people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, that's honest. Oh, <laughs> want me to sing for you? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's everyone okay. will leave. Thanks. That's that's okay. Thank you for the offer, though. That's very oh, kind. A lot of things went um, on though during this episode yeah. with BJ and Hawkeye being morale officers. I think it's a, a hilarious episode. Yeah. but yeah, I agree that um, Charles in the O Club with David in the piano is probably one of. My, the most memorable moments of the I show. Too. I would rank that up there with Henry's Goodbye, with Radar's Goodbye, with BJ, Hawkeye, and Potter uh, as Potter's mounting his horse to leave the four double seventh. Mm, yeah. You know, there, there are just certain moments. Uh, any time when I'll lump them together when Hawkeye kisses Margaret. <laughs> any of those, uh, those are all memorable. They happen in a few episodes, but you, yeah, I would rank that as one of those times. Also, uh, an upcoming episode where Winchester tries to convince a man with a stutter that you aren't Dumb. any less capable right. than anyone else. You are just as smart, just as intelligent as anyone else. Just take some time. Yeah, and... um then we find out why he's doing that. I think we've mentioned it's because his sister Honoria has a stutter. And right. it, uh, to, to quote from the wiki, this is Charles showing his humanity. Which and one? it's rare that we see it. Because yeah. Charles is very self-absorbed, but we do yeah. see it so much. Mm -hmm. And usually it's a very private. We talked about this during it. Charles isn't one to... He blows his own horn all the time, but when mm -hmm. it comes to humanity, he does that in private. Yeah, and I absolutely love it because, um, you know, if if you're a religious person, normally, especially Christian, just because I know that that's you know that's where we come from, you know, you're supposed to be private about your own accomplishments, right. about your own faith. Don't do as the Pharisees do, just do it and don't let anybody else know your rewards will be not here but later and that's kind of what charles does that's not to say that that makes him a great person because he's still <laughs> it's still charles it would be a he would be a hard person to be around but when push comes to shove i would want charles next to me on a staff if i were a surgeon yes or leading it you know um but anyway, this episode, what what else 
do we have? I've well, the whole morale—that was pretty much the the gist of it. But the morale officer thing. They are totally failing, BJ and Hawkeye, because they have no idea. <laughs> Margaret Epically. comes in with a list. She needs cosmetics for her nurses. Um, and what do BJ and Hawkeye do? BJ tells, or Hawkeye tells BJ, and BJ tells Klinger. Oh, I see. We're going to improve everyone's morale except for mine. So let's get a suggestion box. Klinger, get that going. We need cosmetics. Klinger, get that going. Mm -hmm. oh. So. They yeah. actually gave Klinger the task. They gave him an undated um, pass. Three-day pass. Three-day pass to anywhere. Oh. Well, no, to Tokyo. Was it to anywhere? Seoul. I, well, yeah, I think it was to Seoul. Just but it an was un, un, undated. Yeah. You putting me in the driver's seat per certainly puts me in the driver's seat for, <laughs> say, a three-day three pass. pass. <laughs> I'll fill in the dates later. So actually, Colonel Potter thought he skipped town because he took his Footlocker. Yeah, a year's worth of new duds to go with his new digs. <laughs> I mean, I, I pretty you thought he was going to be gone, but Klinger, as Klinger does, came through. Yeah, and which, which is again, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, this is this is late series Klinger. This is Klinger who. Despite still wanting to leave, because at the when he when when the captains first become morale officer, Klinger asks for furlough to go home, uh. and they're like, "Klinger, how dumb do we look? We would never see you again." <laughs> so they know, but um, his he, he's not as he says the words. Yeah, but I think he knows that this is his family now. Mm -hmm. We do see one episode where he almost makes it. He almost gets his discharge, at least to go home, and then he works to rescind it. But um, Sherman T. Potter. Oh yeah, that's how you write his name. Yeah, you have to say the words as you write it. Okay. Yeah. In another episode. Yes, but uh, yeah, I agree. You know, it's Klinger has taken on his responsibilities. You know, I I I think it really finally sunk in for him when Radar handed him the clipboard and said, here, this is yours your now. Make it your own. And when Potter said that, it's like, Klinger took it on to himself, and now he's actually trying, which is odd. Almost as odd as what happens to him in the last episode, <laughs> which we'll talk about when we get there. So yeah, what else? You, Just, have, you have some scribbles. Wow. I do beautiful artwork by Ryan. <laughs> I love Ryan's artwork. She was making an eye. Yeah. Oh. So. Sure. <laughs> so, one of the things I loved, at the end, they end up having this big clam bake party. Mm. And Klinger brings in the, um, was it crabs? Yeah. I think it was crabs. You hate to say that Klinger brings crabs, but... <laughs> Klinger had all sorts of crabs that he brought to the party, is I think what you were saying. And what did he need his footlocker for? What's a beach party without beach? Sand. He, he brought. His, uh, yeah. So they had sand. They had crabs. So they kind of did like a clam bake kind of party yeah. with mm -hmm. crabs. Yeah. And Klinger wore his mud hen shirt, which yeah. I love. I wonder if someone sent that from home. I or, who knows? Like they didn't have Amazon just to go out and order. No, no. I yeah. Either he brought it or someone sent it from home. I don't think we ever find out, to be honest. But. I'm just saying that we hadn't seen it, I don't think, much before this. Um, and now we start seeing it more often. Like, uh, same as, like... A 
few episodes ago we did. We did. See. Okay. And yeah, the, BJ's red suspenders we see today. And yep, yep. Winchester's hat. Oh, that's next episode. Which Yeah, uh, no, his toboggan. His, fun, his toboggan hat. Yeah, yeah, which we which he got from earlier. But no, uh the Mudhen jersey, uh what was it, Commander Pierce when the Red Cross lady comes in with all the kids. No, that wasn't Commander Pierce. Um, it was. He knows. Let me tell you, he can do uh, word for word. The the uh, old old soldiers, or um, it was the one where Potter's the the Tontine. Oh, that's where he got his shirt. He had it there because okay. the young the young girl who was uh, typing on the typewriter was wearing it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's so, right. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, my my wife and I play a fun game during the week. When she works from home on AMC. By the way, MASH is on AMC during the week. If you And TV a, Land. And TV Land? Yes, it's so, on from 3 to 4 to 5 on TV Land. So what you could do, if you want to follow along with us, is you could DVR those episodes Figure out which ones they are, and then you could watch them with us. And then you could find those because ours are sequential, so we always have in the show notes what season, what episode, so you could watch them. Because my husband walked in the other day and was like, "Don't you have enough mash?" I'm like, "No, uh-uh. I love this show." Mash, Frasier, you can't get TV enough. Then. But yeah, my my wife will take uh, pictures of the screen of just a scene. And then she'll say, which episode is it? And it's a fun game to see how quickly I can identify Usually it. in one. Yeah, there was I... there was one where I just astounded her. I'm sorry, this is a tangent, but it's fun. There was a scene, it was on a road, there were huts on the left of the screen, the start of a hill on the right of the screen, two rather indistinct figures, keeping in mind this was on a phone. One of them was wearing a white shirt with a green vest and a, and a floppy hat. And then there was a shorter guy in green walking next to him and it was the episode mad dogs and servicemen and i could tell that from that one photo because that's where they're it's colonel blake and radar walking back after trying to find this dog that had bit radar so so they didn't have to get the shot it's a fun game i like it (laughs) anyway back to this episode Sorry, but I tried to play that game and I wasn't as good as you. <laughs> I did get it in like three. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to this episode. Great episode. Fun to watch. Mm-hmm. More. I, I just love to see BJ and Hawkeye working together as uh, at something because yeah. they have, like, their trains of thought are different yet the same. Yeah. Like, like BJ knew... A Hawkeye promised everyone, like everyone was going nuts in the mess town. Oh, we need new yeah. whatever. And we want new movie. We want new movies. We <laughs> want. And so Hawkeye stood up on a chair and said, No, we're having this great party tomorrow. Just wait. You'll love it. Oh, no. That was kill the cook. Kill, kill, kill the, the cook. cook. So kill the, yeah. as they walk out, BJ looked at Hawkeye and said, You have no idea, do you? And he looked at <laughs> him and said, Nope. <laughs> Even less than that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Haw- BJ can read Hawkeye. He yeah. knows when mm-hmm. he's lying and when he's yeah. telling the truth. Which yeah. is... Yeah. No, it, they're a I, pair. It's they're great. A pair. I love it. I really and they do. work so well with Winchester. They wouldn't... I think better than Frank. I love Frank. Yeah. No. Yeah. The 
but the way they the three work together, mm-hmm. it's not two against one. No, because sometimes Winchester ends up being a comrade with BJ or mm. with Hawkeye mm-hmm. because he likes to get his little digs in there. Too. Oh yeah, it's it's a much more cooperative relationship where right. whereas um, Frank, everyone was just against him. Yeah, it was much more uh, combative. Yeah, yes. so. I mean, they would never put a toe tag on Winchester. No. Because <laughs> they would know their comeuppance would be worse. Winchester might put one on Hawkeye, <laughs> but they wouldn't put one on Winchester. No, no, it's it's different. There are different ways to pick on Winchester. Right. So, I agree. But yeah, again, I just... I love, 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 love these episodes where we see Winchester's humanity come out. And I... You connected with him wanting to play the piano and i just i you know i can play and i actually had um a music teacher i've been i've been taking piano since oh heavens first or second grade i haven't kept up with it lately but um i went to a private school i went to a catholic school i actually had piano lessons with the music teacher over lunch in church because they were connected and she got mad enough with me at one point that she tossed the music books onto the uh, why? altar. Chris, you're better than this. Oh. You're capable of so much more. Why don't you practice? And I, I just can't. I just could never get myself to practice. So I. So you have that ability. Mm-hmm. You just don't have the desire. I have the desire. Yeah. But I, do. I practice yeah. when I took guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. I've had like eight teachers. And each one at the beginning said, I can teach anyone. And at the end said, except you. <laughs> yeah. Because literally, you know, people say they're tone deaf. Mm-hmm. I think I actually am tone deaf. Like, I honestly sound really good in my head. I'm, I know, I bet, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, I... I I just can't get myself to sit down. That's why I like know two songs. And I could sit down forever if I could only play. Ryan and, and know, I play all day long. Yeah, and I'm still trying to teach myself Moonlight, uh, Moonlight Sonata. You know, Alan teaches piano lessons. I do. I, I'm learning. I just need to get a piano set up again. But yeah, it, great episode. I think you're uh, working, guys, here. Sorry. Probably. <laughs> so you might hear some more uh, movement. Anything else about this episode that we really want to touch on? Just the ending. The closing yeah. that I made you play over and over because <laughs> I didn't quite hear it. Mm-hmm. But um, since I made you play it over and over, I think yeah. we should mention it. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just that, okay, where do I have it? <laughs> when Hawkeye and BJ Thank come you. into the swamp. Charles is sitting there sipping probably cognac, knowing Charles, listening to something. And they come in and are telling him, Oh, you missed out. Greatest party ever! And he's smiling, going, Gentlemen, I am happy. Look at that, Hawk. He wasn't even there. We <laughs> did it. By remote control. <laughs> I don't think there were remote controls back then, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> yes and no. Um... But then, what did Charles say? I wrote it down, but I don't. I can't find it. Gentlemen. So, oh yeah, we all marched to a. We all, each of us, must dance to, to his own tune. Yes, because you can see the happiness in him because he had just listened to the piano player play his left-handed 
he music. It was beautiful. He found a way to get through to Sheridan because he actually went to Mulcahy, which is another thing that I really oh, I, appreciate. I admired too. He went to Mulcahy and said, "Father, we both know that there are doctors here better able to." empathize with the patients who know the words i don't, don't know the words but he wanted to get through to this patient so badly mm. but what he did was amazing to go find that and then to get through to him in a way that i felt like yeah. i lived through charles which mm -hmm. i never do because <laughs> it's uh, charles I'm, it's charles yeah you are not charles i am not in that level at all no but <laughs> But yeah. I understood every word he said. I felt mm -hmm. what he was saying, yeah. the way he said it. Yeah. And again, I just really love to see Charles as a human, but not in front of everybody. Because, you know, then we get to have this separation where everybody still sees Charles as this pompous, arrogant jerk. I would have said ass, but yes. Right. I was trying to <laughs> not say ass on the air. But, oh, sorry. Um, but... But then he still has humanity, and we get to see it, and it's very humanizing. Anything anything else about this episode? Nope. Great episode. Watch it with us. Join yeah. us. Let us know what you think about... Yeah. Oh, you know why I can't find it? Because I, I was on the wrong page. Okay, uh, go ahead. <laughs> so, a fun fact. In addition to the fact that the piano concerto for left hand in D major, written by Maurice Ravel, is real. You can find it. Um... Also, the movie which Klinger mentions, The Terror of Tiny Town. So when Klinger's trying to find another movie for them to watch, he mentions The Terror of Tiny Town. It's a western with an all-midget cast. It's real. It was produced by Jeff Buell and starred Billy Curtis. It came out in 1938. <laughs> Rizzo mentioned, Who wants to watch a show with a shrimp cast? Uh, guest stars recurring cast, we had James Steffens as Private David Sheridan, G.W. Bailey as Luther Rizzo, Jeff Maxwell as Igor Straminsky, Connie Ize as Nurse Connie, uncredited and other uncredited appearances by Kelly Nakahara, Gwen Farrell, Jennifer Davis, Joanne Thompson, Sherry Saba, and Roy Goldman was sitting across from uh, Rizzo. So actually he's in there too, even though the wiki page doesn't have it. Why? Because that's the kind of detail we, we pay attention to when we watch the shows. Just like when I track down the comics. We give you more. We give you more, yes. <laughs> because repeating it makes it more important. That's why I repeated it. Alright, season... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the info yes. about, the, about the episode. Uh, we had production code S621. Writer was John Rappaport. Director was Charles S. Dubin. Original air date, January 28, 1980. Alright, next up we have Season 8, Episode 20, Lend a Hand. Alright, first of all, uh, I instantly recognize this because of this, the screen on the DVD. It is, at first, I, for some reason I had it in my mind that the, the third uh, Alda on screen was Hawkeye's son. It's not. It's Hawkeye's younger brother. So we have Papa Alda, Alan Alda, and Brother Alda <laughs> on the on the DVD screen. Good looking Brother Alda. <laughs> All right. So basically, what happens here is it's cold. People are bored. There's not a lot of action in the sector that the four double seventh supports, and so. Uh, 
to try and liven things up, BJ decides to throw a party for Hawkeye's birthday, even though it's not his birthday. birthday yes. yes. Um, in order to like make this happen, people are asking Hawkeye all sorts of weird questions. Uh, Dr. Borelli, who we've seen before, that's Papa Alda, uh, shows up, or otherwise known as Robert Alda. <laughs> Papa Alda, I'm going to call him. Why? Because. Uh, <laughs> shows up at the Pro Double Seventh with a new nerve graft technique that he wants to show the, the, the staff. Not that they're going to be able to use it all the time, but sometimes they might be able to, and it would be worth it to have in their tool bag when it comes up that they're able to. Uh, then they get a call from a battalion aid station where a, s a battalion aid surgeon was driving out, hit a landmine, and was severely injured. So he needs surgery. They can't move him. He's not able enough to move. So Hawkeye offers to go. To avoid Borelli. And <laughs> to avoid getting a, a birthday party for his not birthday when everybody's saying, oh, you can't go, and Hawkeye makes a comment, oh, I, I know that I'd be leaving uh, BJ on his wedding anniversary, <laughs> but, you know, he'll be okay. And Margaret's like, wait, what did you say? BJ's anniversary? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was supposed to, I'm, it's not his anniversary. Mm. Give my love to pick. Change the cake. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Clinger's decorating a cake. Borelli decides to go with Hawkeye to assist, and then in case there's any nerve damage, he can help Hawkeye with the with the surgeon so then they have this they're redoing the party in uh, BJ and Peg's honor because they need something the point is they need something up at the front Borelli and Hawkeye have at while over this patient uh, a shell ends up hitting pretty close collapses the roof breaks Hawkeye's hand and Borelli's arm so now all of a sudden they have to become a two-headed surgeon to fix this guy. Then, uh, they they end up working together, get the guy patched up, and get him back to the four double seventh, where they do a nerve graft, because he had nerve damage on his face. Uh, so Borelli can help, helps talk the other doctors through that surgery, since he's still banged up. Back at the four double seventh, while they're working on the surgeon at the front, uh, some soldiers walk in, who's transport broke down it's like a squad or a platoon of soldiers whose transport broke down they've been walking for hours in the cold everybody brings them into the mess tent and uh the sergeant in charge so it was probably it, it would have been a platoon or lower no well it could have been a platoon probably a squad squad, squad. I don't know. it doesn't really say does it no i'm just thinking of what i know from band of brothers and other oh i want to see that movie never saw it it's a good series. I have it on disc. You can borrow it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but uh, they come in... Freezing cold. Freezing cold. Thankfully, no frostbite. You see Potter testing it out. Um, Harry Morgan is actually doing a test for frostbite when he's he pushes on the guy's finger and then sees how it responds. And as long as the color comes back pretty quick... See, I have had frostbite. Yeah. No, me too. It's very painful. Yes, it is. Yes, me too on my hands. And they make you go under cold water, which I yeah. still don't get. Well, if, it hurts so badly. Well, <laughs> hot water is going to hurt even worse. Mm -hmm. You, Your nerves have memory of cold, so if you put hot on it, it's going to feel like it's boiling. It just 
I, I was in it's second grade gonna... and it made make sense mm-hmm. to me then. It doesn't make sense to me now. <laughs> anyway, go but on. um, to the the sergeant keeps saying, "Well, you guys don't have it too rough here, do you? You probably saved our butts, though." Thank you. Thank you. Well, sergeant, there's one way you could repay us. <laughs> When's your birthday? Today. June. It's just been promoted. Hey, everyone. It's Sergeant's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. And so also, all these gifts. He got to take gifts. the focus off himself, and this gentleman, yeah. Yeah, it. all the all the presents come in. BJ gets the focus off himself, like you say, and Klinger scrapes the icing off the cake, where he had <laughs> "Happy Anniversary, BJ" written across "Happy Birthday, Hawkeye." That he had to respell, and we'll talk about that. But that's that's generally how the episode goes. Uh, high points. About Another fun this. episode, not yeah. not memorable like the yes. last one. It because that last one just hits me. Yes, but this one hits me too, but not. No, I agree. It's a fun one. Um, it's a little hard to watch until you realize that Alan Alda wrote it. <laughs> and it's his dad. And it's his dad. And he's really kind of mean. He is. <laughs> like, Borelli is very paternally talking down to Hawkeye. And, and Hawkeye, everyone. Like, he tells them all where to sit. Yeah. That's but, annoying to me. Like, but, yeah, but to me, like, it's all focused on Hawkeye, yeah. moving Hawkeye, and then everybody else has to move around, around Hawkeye. Around Hawkeye. Yeah. So it's it's this very paternal focus on Hawkeye affecting everyone else and then Hawkeye has this very child like resistance to everything uh, Borelli is doing so if you keep in mind that it's his dad it makes sense to me Right. otherwise it seems like it's just mean yeah it does it's still mean <laughs> but when you keep in mind that they're family it makes more sense um I, I like the Borelli episodes. This is the second and last one. Aww. Yeah. I, this is an, another episode that got to me because, I'm sorry, I know this is Korean War, but Margaret gets her 70s perm. <laughs> okay. Everyone in the 70s got a perm. So every time I look at Margaret, all mm-hmm. I see is her perm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in the 70s, mm-hmm. we all learned how to do home perms. Mm-hmm. Every man, woman, child got a perm. I don't care who you were. And this was Margaret's perm. Okay, my grandma Scheiber just mom, had my mom do those for her all the time. Yes, she couldn't get I did into them for the, my mom. Yeah. I did them for Lisa. Lisa mm-hmm. did them for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all had this curly, permed yeah. hair. That's yeah. big. Yeah. And when I look at Margaret, I'll, all I can think of is my childhood and, or not childhood, but yeah. my yeah. young adulthood and mm-hmm. the perms that we all gave each other. Because sure. when you watch this, you'll see Margaret's curly, permed hair. And I didn't. See, that's something I wouldn't have picked up on. Yeah, well, I lived through it. Yeah. Yeah, you get curly to, to, naturally. Well, yeah, and also, I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay attention. I'm trying to learn to paint nails for the sake of my daughter. But you that's... did a wonderful job. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, what else here? Uh, from, from the get-go, when Borelli arrives, we see... Uh, how he's trying to trying to direct Hawkeye. Like Hawkeye sits down and he's ordering you his here. drink, and then he's you know shivering. And Borelli says, "You cold? Yeah. Well, come over here by the stove. The Colonel will move. He won't mind. Here, come over here. Come over here." And everybody has to move. You and still actually, cold? Actually, well, he even re- reordered his drink. Yeah. Because Hawkeye wanted As scotch and soda. The and bubbles kill the taste. Here, try the scotch on the rocks. You'll like it better. 
You're still cold. Open up your coat. Open up. Okay. My dad did this to me. Open up oh, your really? coat so the heat can get to you. Okay. Dude, I get it, but no, that's okay. <laughs> so knowing it's his father really does make this episode make that, more sense. And that's why I say, yeah, my dad literally would be like, open up your coat so that he can get really? to your chest. Yeah. I'm no. <laughs> I'm cold. Um, some, uh, at, at first, when we're first in the mess tent, one interesting thing that I have to bring up before I forget about it again, we see Charles wearing his toboggan cap. Mm-hmm, which I love. From the Christmas episode where um, Radar writes to his mom and gets her to mm-hmm. send something for him to lift his spirit. So he, they're, they're keeping the toboggan cap in, in continuity, which is great to me. I love that. Um, let's see here. Oak Club, move around, injury, uh, opens up coat. I'm just reading through my notes. Gypsy Rose Lee, which Gypsy is Rose real. Lee. Um, yeah, because, well, what was that? When they were, uh, Borelli keeps piercing the Oak Club. Everybody else goes to the swamp to try and plan out Hawkeye's surprise party. And, uh, Charles is saying, you know what we should do for his party? I still can't do his accent. Jeez, you I gotta work job. on it. No, it's not a good Boston accent. I'm sorry. I can do a Kennedy Boston. accent, but that's not Charles's Charles. Boston accent. Um, where he's where he's saying, uh, my idea of a party would be to sip sherry while listening to uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but it was you know somebody like sing opera and Klinger makes a comment. I don't want to listen to anybody. With three names, unless it's Gypsy, Gypsy Rose. Rose Lee. <laughs> and then you, your question was, was she actually... Was she actually around at that time? And she was. She actually died in 1970, and she was active from 1928 to 1969. Here you go. Those extra little facts you get from her. <laughs> <laughs> See? There you go. Yeah. Um, but they're trying to plan out this party, and... Uh, it, Everyone had their own idea, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Like, Klinger thought that it should be a sausage... The, Imagine, if you will, the world's biggest sausage. sausage. Charles, you know, I don't have to. I'm listening to it. <laughs> that was so fun. But Charles' party was what Charles would like. Klinger's party, what would Klinger like? You know, no one actually thought... What would Hawkeye like? What would like? Hawkeye like? To be honest, it would have been a little hard to get everybody to show up in the buff... I was going to say, last episode, when they were morale officers, they had a naked day plan, and I think that might be... Well, here's one. <laughs> Camp's first naked day. We're still working on that. You know, I think that one might be Hawkeye's <laughs> ideal party, oh, a naked day. I'm sure it would be. With all his nudist magazines? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Let's sure Let's play a little would. volleyball. <laughs> nudist smuggles 10 gallons of ice cream out of nudist camp. Ooh, we won't that say was how. Smart. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. After after that, when Klinger is making the cake before the call from Battalion Aid, uh, Klinger is, you know, lettering the Happy Birthday Hawkeye and Birthday. And uh, yeah. He was saying that for a reason. Yeah. Uh, he goes, "What do you think, Major? Uh, it's very nice, Klinger, especially if you like H's." He had an extra H in birthday. It's that sort of extra detail that <laughs> makes it special. And then Father Mulcahy walked in and, you know, what do you think about it, Father Mulcahy? He? <laughs> I love it. Especially if you love H's. <laughs> you let him on. 
Okay. With all respect, Klinger. Fix it. Get the H out um, of there. That was so funny. Yeah. Because that was uh, Father Mulcahy saying that. Get yes. the H out of here. Yes. Uh, so he redoes the cake. Yeah. Redoes the cake. Yeah. Redoes uh, the cake. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye keeps sniping at Brelly the whole time. Brelly keeps, you know, just doing very paternal things. Like when they're driving to Battalion 8, you're just going to eat the cheese like that? It's not good for your heart. I like cheese. Well, here, if you're gonna eat it, at least eat it right. Dip no it in. No wonder you relate to Hawkeye <laughs> so much. This guy's like a cheeseaholic. <laughs> Just because I eat a pound of cheese a day. When he has a salad, he forgets the greens. <laughs> okay. I put a, 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 a leaf in there. With then it's cheese. called a salad. Okay. Um, if you're gonna eat cheese, eat it right. Here, dip it in the mustard. I don't want. See, isn't that better? All I can taste is the mustard. But it's good, isn't it? Uh, when they're at Battalion 8, that's how you're going to wash your hands? Everything he did, everything Hawkeye You should did. start at the tips and then wa work up. And they fought, and the poor guy whose friend this was on the table is yeah, like the, the medic. He's like, you guys, stop fighting. Do that later. Because they fought, seriously, from the time they got yeah. there. While they were doing the surgery. Can you please save the doctor's life first and then kill each other? Right. Please? And then when they got hurt, they worked together so well. Yes. Yeah, they had to. They had it, to. It was save the... They always do think of the patient first. Yes. Hawkeye definitely does and Borelli does as well. And we see that this episode and the last episode... They tied a knot together in. using yeah. one left hand, one right hand from each other. Okay, now, now you go over. Okay, you yeah, go yeah. I'm not used to thinking about this. <laughs> we tied, just do it. We tied a knot! <laughs> and then they decided, like Borelli had mentioned, leaving the wound open. You need yeah. to leave it open, you need to leave it open. The, well, the, the face wound. Because otherwise... It'll be harder to do... And you can get infection if you close it. I didn't know that. Well, the... If you... Yeah, it, it's harder to keep it clean if you... I think it's it was harder to keep it clean if you pack it open rather Wait. than close it. And it would be harder to reopen to do the surgery that Borelli... Pardon me. That Borelli wanted if you closed it. So they ended up having to leave it open. So Borelli got his wish. Well, well Hawkeye asked him, how sure are you about packing, packing it rather than closing I think it's the way to go. And then they fixed it later after mm -hmm. moving him. So yeah. it, everything just worked, which it does. Yeah. But you got to see them work together, which yeah. I yeah. thought was really cool. Even, a father and son working together. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, not a father and son. Borelli oh, no, and Hawkeye. Again, I really... I, Alan Alda really injected, I think, their relationship into this script. The last one, it was really Dr. Borelli and Dr. Pierce. And this one, I think it was... Papa son Borelli and, and son, son Pierce. Because there was this animosity. Ah, yeah. which, anger, 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 which fathers and sons have. And then also a closeness, which fathers and sons have. There's, yeah. there's an anger and a bond. Yeah. And so, I'm sorry, it's the same with mothers and daughters, fathers and sons. You have an anger and a bond. Yeah, and you know, as much as I don't like this episode for... All that conflict that you feel between these two people. It's like, professionally, there's no reason for this to happen, Hawkeye. There isn't. You know, you already had that moment with Dr. Brelli in the last episode. Where he said, after two wars, I wish you the best of luck. 
You don't need that animosity in this episode. However, you do. For for Papa Alda and and Son Alda, I'm willing to give them that conceit in this episode this time. And I'm sad to hear this is the last one because I love Papa yeah. Alda. Yeah, this is the last one. Uh, and actually, looking at it, Anthony Alda, who played Corporal Jarvis the medic, has passed away. Robert Alda, of course has passed away because Alan Alda is very old at this point and um no you're not come see us <laughs> call us he knows that he's old <laughs> I'm sorry I love you I know, Alan Alda but you know you're old I want him to come call us <laughs> I love you I still have a list of movies of yours that I need to see ranging from your first ones all through up to current but he's getting old he has okay. yeah. yeah I'm sorry he is but still call us yeah, absolutely, I agree. But I, I'm willing to give this conceit this time on this and say, okay, free pass. It's great. I love it for what it is. Yes. It's a it's a father-son father script, script written by the son for the father to be in it. It's got to be what it was. Uh, anything else before I get to... Keep changing the cake? Nope, I'm just... I, I like the clapping together. <laughs> At the end when Ready? they're... Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> it's hard they're, to they're do. each clapping with one hand. <laughs> Okay, that was all I had. <laughs> okay, yeah, here we go. Dr. Brelli previously appeared in season three of The Consultant. This appearance is his second and last. Robert Alda is Alan Alda's father in real life. Keeping in mind that Alda isn't their actual last name. Anthony, Ald uh, Anthony Alden is Alan Alda's half-brother. This is his only MASH episode and the only episode where all three Aldas appear together. Uh, Margaret calls out to Gwen and Kelly when the soldiers come into the mess tent to fetch blankets, thus giving names to these two regular background players. Yay. They're official. They've been branded. They're real. By this time, the casting had settled very much into a pattern of using the actual first names of background players for the characters. Instead of Kelly being able one week, ba uh, Baker the next. She gets to be Kelly. She gets to be Kelly. Uh, lots of crowd scenes suitable for identifying background players in this episode. Guest stars recurring cast, of course, Robert Alda as Dr. Anthony Borelli. Love his portrayal of Borelli. Uh, Anthony Alda as Corporal Jarvis. Glad he got to be on the show. Darren Kelly as Sergeant Herbert. Happy birthday, Sergeant Herbert. <laughs> Shari Saba as Nurse Shari. With uncredited appearances by Kelly Nakahara, Gwen Farrell, Joanne Thompson, Dennis Troy, and Roy Goldman. Uh, Information about this episode. Production code was S619. Writer was Alan Alda. Director was Alan Alda. Original air date February 4th, 1980. Lend a hand. Great. I love these episodes. Yeah. It gets better and better and better. Yes, I so agree. So stick with us and mm. let us know what you think. Even though you can't watch on demand. Uh, episodes, TV Land, AMC, catch them there. I want to say that they're on like um, during the week, like nine nine thirty in the morning. That's Central. TBS. That's AMC. AMC. Yep. Oh, and um, three to five, I believe, is TV Land. TV Land. So two places you can still catch those being broadcast. I really encourage you to. Uh, catch them or DVR them if you can and then you can check our website narclaninc.com that's n-a-r-c-l-a-n-i-n-c.com for our past episodes in the episode description on the website or 
if you go to iTunes or your favorite podcast application, you can search there for Whiskey and Mash. All of our episodes are up there. You can search in the description there as well for which episodes we are reviewing that week. It'll be in the uh, description somewhere. It might be buried a little bit, but uh, it'll be there. And then you can kind of watch the episodes that you DVR'd. Join us. Let us know what you think. Yeah, and you can do that, again, on that uh, website, narclanning.com. Go to the podcast link. Go to the Whiskey Mash page. There are two links up there on the page. One is email. You can email us directly. Let, let us know what you think. Or follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Whiskey Mash is another way to get there. Go there. Like our page. Follow. Whenever I put up a new episode, I try to copy the description from our web page from the itunes stitcher feed over to our facebook page uh don't always do that last week i didn't i apologize but you can follow us over there see those when they come up and also you can comment or uh message us there on facebook and let us know what you think let us know that you're out there we appreciate that you listen to us follow us and if you think that we are doing a good enough job to deserve your support what can they do to help Share support us. us? Yeah. With who? And let us know. Everyone. There you go. <laughs> Everyone you know who would be willing to put up with listening to us ramble for roughly 40 to 50 minutes a week. <laughs> All of our back episodes are on the website or on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, your favorite podcast application. Find us out there. We appreciate you coming back to us week after week. Until next week. I am Chris. I am Gloria. Have a great week. This is where the outro goes. I have been listening to this for two years and I still can't do that and And couldn't do it unless it was written down in front of me. I don't know. It just comes right out of your brain. It does. Out of brain. Through brain, out of mouth. Do you realize this is our 94th episode? I think think at 100 we should have cake. I think you should make chocolate cake. I can't do chocolate cake because then I can't diet all of Drab Green. What? (laughs) (laughs) All of Drab Green. So we have to have all of Drab Green cake? (laughs) I think it would be fun. (laughs) No? Okay, I guess chocolate cake would do. (laughs) That one really good frosting that you make. Ooh! I'll make white frosting and dye that That olive drop green. No, make that kind of frosting with... Not the coconut, but the other stuff. (laughs) And I don't care, I'll turn it green. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have Have a a great great week. week. I'll just eat lots of olives. (laughs) Those are kind of olive drab. After all, they are olive. olive. Yeah! (laughs) Ta da!